Good morning. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise. Here for one of our special editions of Embedded Executives where we're talking about what people are doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I came across an interesting one, probably the most interesting thing I've seen in our piece of technology uh, lately. Um, and rather than try to explain it, uh, I asked Chris Rogers to come on to explain it to me. He is the CEO of Sensimal, uh, who is a subsidiary of Quick Logic. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Hey, good morning, Rich. How are you? I'm, I'm doing fine, thank you. Um, would you please explain this initiative that you guys are doing with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic? Sure. So, um, about a month ago, uh, as we were exploring opportunities, how uh, sensible, like all businesses out there, could do our part uh, to contribute to uh, attacking this global pandemic, uh, we came across some interesting academic research, uh, a particular study out of Michigan State and uh, University of Oklahoma uh, had suggested that uh, there was a, a quite strong correlation between uh, uh, cough noises, uh, you know, literally acoustic cough uh, as recorded from a microphone, and uh, the, the ability to uh, predict or inference uh, whether or not that particular person has COVID-19 or not. Now, I, I was uh, a, a bit skeptical, as I, I'm sure you are, uh, but reading through the data uh, in the uh, published report that was also um, you know, uh, corroborated by activity that's going on at Carnegie Mellon University, uh, Cambridge University, and others, uh, that they were finding uh, accuracy rates of over 90% uh, when uh, analyzing through an AI algorithm the cough sounds uh, from healthy or even uh, you know, those uh, afflicted with other respiratory conditions versus those that have COVID-19. So it, that's not our specialty. I don't have a pulmonist, pulmonologist on staff. Uh, we, we are an edge AI company, uh, and our specialty is really how to do embedded processing to take uh, labeled data and convert that into uh, in, an inference model, uh, whether it's predictive maintenance or, or a variety of different other IoT applications. So we looked at that and said, hey, this is interesting. Uh, why don't we see uh, how we can get involved? So if I were to oversimplify this, I cough into a microphone, you could tell me if, if I have the virus or not. Um, not with certainty, but with, like I said, the data is suggesting that it's over 90% accuracy uh, for correlation. So uh, certainly this is not intended as a, a diagnostic tool. Uh, it doesn't meet the clinical requirements, but as a, a decision support tool, uh, much like uh, a temperature screening, uh, this could be yet another tool that can be used for addressing the big problem of uh, you know, how do I, how do you know, companies, uh, public facilities, and governments uh, figure out a quick, non-invasive way to screen people for uh, those at risk? So, when you say over ninety percent, do you know if it fails more on the positive side or the negative side? 
Uh, I don't have the details. Uh, there is a report uh, from uh, Dr. Imran uh, that's available publicly uh, at the University of Oklahoma that has the full confusion matrix uh, that shows uh, the results. And are, are you still in the stage where you're looking for samples from people to, ma to make the results better, or are you past that where you're actually out there in the field with this thing? Well, no, we're, we're early in the process from our standpoint of uh, uh, con, you know, how we can contribute is we felt the, 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 the studies that were done were uh, fairly limited studies. I think uh, as with, with any machine learning application, you know, more data is better, and that uh, the way that we could contribute to validating this application was, one, as a data collector, uh, we could look at crowdsourcing mechanisms to capture data uh, and make those available in open source uh, by aggregating those, those labeled data sets ourselves and, and certainly to do the analysis using the Sensible Toolkit. And how are you doing that today? In what way are you capturing this information? Uh, we're literally just crowdsourcing this. We have a website, uh, sensible.com slash COVID-19 hyphen project that anyone can go to. Uh, we've restricted it uh, to U.S. residents, but uh, it's a, basically a three-minute test where uh, you can go online, uh, read the instructions. It looks to capture a, a small sound uh, snippet of you know, 20 or 30 seconds or so of free coughs in succession. And then there are five labeling questions that we use where uh, basically you give us some high-level non-identifiable demographics. Are you male or female? What, what age bracket are you in? And then do you have any respiratory condition? And certainly you know, have you either uh, exhibited any COVID-19 symptoms or uh, been diagnosed or tested recently as having had it? And then you cough into some microphone? You, you cough into a microphone. It can be your desktop PC. It could be a mobile application. Uh, so we're, we're literally just capturing using uh, the, the microphone of your devices, the sensor input. So if I said this sounds too good to be true, what's your response to that? Because it sounds too good to be true. Well, um, yeah, as a, an additional tool, I think that uh, it's certainly worth looking at. Uh, again, the research is coming out of academia that suggests that uh, even uh, deliberate coughs, so it doesn't have to be an involuntary cough. Um, the underlying physics, again, I'm not a pulmonologist, but suggests that uh, the way that the virus attacks uh, within your lungs uh, contributes to a change in the, the, the uh, vocal quality of a cough in the same way that you see the difference between a dry cough and a wet cough or someone with pertussis uh, or, or, or pneumonia. Uh, I've gone through pneumonia. I, I, from firsthand knowledge, know what that feels like and know that the cough is very much a different kind of a cough. So uh, it mm -hmm. stands to reason that that may be at least conceptually pos possible. Uh, the, the data seems to be uh, uh, you know, done in, in a in a you know, traditionally good scientific approach. Uh, it's backed by multiple uh, research organizations that are part of this, so um, it, it looks quite promising. Is the goal to take this to another step where it becomes more accurate, or is this as good as it's going to get? Well, we don't know. 
like I said, we're early in the process uh, for our contribution. Uh, what we're trying to do is capture as much negative data as we have positive data. Uh, it's not mm -hmm. clear that we'll be able to get tremendous amounts of COVID-19 positive patients, but those sources exist from these other studies, and so our intent is to aggregate uh, the data we can collect on negative cases of you know, otherwise perfectly healthy individuals and those that might have other respiratory uh, conditions and combine that with the data we see coming from these COVID patients and then uh, run a larger uh, you know, pipeline analysis of uh, that data set and see if, uh, if we get similar results. At some point, does money change hands here? Because, I mean, you know, there are people are spending billions of dollars on tests. Um, are, are, you, are you guys going to profit from this at the, at the end of the day? Well, yeah, there, there's two aspects of this. One is just the collection of data sets that can be um, you know, uh, made available. So our intent with the data collection exercise is that we make that open source available so that you know, not just ourselves but any other researchers out there um, you know, can use this data to gain further insights as to uh, validating this application or not. Uh, certainly, we have our own uh, goals in, in this area as well as to try to uh, turn this into a, uh, a viable product that can be used as a screening tool. This is extremely exciting. Um, I certainly thank you very much for sharing this information with us. Uh, I know that as soon as we hop off here, I'm going to go do the test. Um, this is great stuff. Thank yeah, you, Chris. Thank you very much, Rich. Uh, where would, would people go to do the test? We have to tell them that. Uh, yeah, so they would go to Sensimol. It's spelled S-E-N-S-I-M, as in Mary, L, so machine learning, uh, dot com, uh, forward slash COVID hyphen 19 hyphen project. And then from there, the, the website will tell you. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate you taking the time, and I certainly appreciate all the efforts of the company. This is This is... Unbelievable. Hey, well, thank you, Rich. I appreciate the opportunity to, to discuss it with you. That was Chris Rogers. He is the CEO of Sensible, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Um, if you're listening, please go onto that site and take the test. And thanks for uh, taking the time to speak to me, Chris. Thank you.